Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications listening to this belly up sports podcast network product some said we go belly up so we made it our name and we're still here I really wish that music would fade in. <laughs> Welcome to another awesome episode of the Scoreboard Addicts podcast. I'm here joined graciously with my man Rook and special guest Nick Velasquez in his Deshaun Watson hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the late start. Nick had to pay his masseuse. <laughs> also, Nick was this is Nick's filming from uh, the space station, so he's. Yeah. I'll have to sit here and take this abuse, all right? I had to take the abuse. You guys made fun of my walls. You got kicked out of your own office, all right? I don't even want to hear it. You, you got emasculated, all right? Your, 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 your baby, who hasn't even been born yet, cucked you, all right? Yeah, bro. The, the robot has back. a point. The, the robot has a point. I'm back, though. This is the room. It has the, the walls are done. See? The lavender. That's right. It's purple. The lavender. It's very nice. It's very That's, nice. You lose a man card for saying it was lavender. It's purple. Ugh. That's what it was called. That's what it says on the thing. It said lavender mist. That's on you for not going straight grimace color. <laughs> you, purple. Purple. I don't want, you do purple. I don't want purple. You do prince color. <laughs> and you grow a like, little pencil mustache. And you just think, What's up, the math guy? How you doing? Oh, my God. Stop by and joining us for another lovely episode of the Scorpion X podcast. Well, let's get things started here, featuring Robot. Uh, and yeah, TJ. we got. Listen, we got absolutely big show, absolutely big show. tremendous show coming at you. We have the MLB All Star Game, Home Run Derby. We have the PGA, the last major of the year, and it was absolutely momentous. It was yeah. a dude. That finish was incredible at the Open at Old yeah. St Andrews, the home of golf, where golf was invented. That course has been around for almost 500 years, which is insane to think about. I mean, dude, five, I, I, I can't keep clubs for more than three years. And that course has stood almost, what, five centuries? It's a- absolutely incredible. It's insane. Uh, Actually, we got some Rangers news. That. We'll get to that, though. Yep. Uh, some Rangers uh, offseason news. And then uh, Yankees, once again, coming off the All-Star break, best team in baseball. Can they yeah. continue uh, 
the kind of streak that they were on before they ran into Boston and kind of traded a little bit, but still, still a good outcome. I, I like the way they played. But uh, what do you want to get into first there, Rook? So we're going to start with the Yankees and Major League Baseball at the All-Star Game. Then we're going to move mm-hmm. on to, I think Sal's going to join us a little after 10. We're going to do the, uh, does does Gen Z know, but we're going to do, flip it. Sal's going to quiz us as millennials if Love we it. know something about Gen Z. So we have that coming up soon too. Um, and but let's start with the MLB All-Star Game. So Yankees send six players, uh, Cole, Jose, Trevino, Judge, Stanton, Nestor, and Clay Holmes. They led the league with the most All-Stars uh, with six. Uh, and they all had well pretty deserved. impressive outings except for Judge, I think. I think Judge struck out twice. Mm-hmm. Stanton wins the MVP. Nestor pitched out uh, inning. But Jose Javino, he got a base hit. And that was actually a lot of fun. I was What I wanted to start with you guys was, did you guys enjoy the, the mic'd up players? The mic'd up players was pretty cool. Uh, I like the conversation that they – they were having, obviously, as a Yankee fan, the conversation they were having with Stanton and Judge out in the outfield, asking them, do they ever talk to each other yeah. when they're out there in the field? Uh, that was pretty cool. Just kind of messing around. I really liked the them talking to the pictures and getting just like, oh, what are you going to throw here? What, what is he sitting on? What is he thinking? What do you want to do here? And yeah. I, I think the funniest part was, like, oh, I'm going to go back foot slider, and then he drills him in the front foot with the slider. He just yeah. absolutely duck hooked it right into the ground. Um, yeah, that was good too, and uh, it was actually people who probably were uh, who hate the Yankees probably hated it because I think at yeah. one point you had Cole mic'd up, Judge and Stanton, Jose Trevino and Nestor all mic'd up throughout the game. So five of the six uh, Yankees All Stars were all mic'd up, and I actually loved Jose Trevino. I think if you're a baseball fan, you listen to what he was saying, and he mm-hmm. just enjoyed being out there. He kept congratulating every guy that came up to the plate when he was catching, and then when he was up, he was like, uh. I'm looking for something, but I don't want to say what it is. And they're like, you could say it to us. And he like whispers, like, uh, change up. <laughs> Look for a change up. <laughs> uh, and then he eventually got his base hit. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think he's he's a star, I think, in the making. He could be one of those guys. Yankee fans just just love to hear him talk and he gets it. The like the way he's like, Oh, I respect the pinstripes, you know, it's just a, everything about it. You know, stands being a Yankee is, is is good. He wants to be here. So I always appreciate guys like that. Well, on that subject, um, did you see they asked uh, they asked Judge like, oh, you know, we had a couple of young fans ask us to ask Awkward. you this question: Are you going to be here next year? Um, who are they going to root for? And he kind of played coy a little bit. Was like, you know, there's a lot of Yankees to root for. You'll be all right. Like, and yeah, that was awkward. You, you know what? It's I respect it though. The Yankees always talk about it's a business, right? It's a business. We'll pay yeah. the fucking guy. Get out the checkbook and pay the guy. If you're going to let him walk, dude, I'll be a judge fan for life. Go wherever you got to go. Hopefully not Boston. Um, But (laughs) go make your money, dude. The Yankees want to play that business aspect of the game. They know exactly what they have in judge. They know they Mm -hmm. have to pay him. They had the opportunity to work something out before the season, and they decided to let it go. If they end up losing on judge, it's going to be 100% on them. And the Yankee fans and the fan base deserve to absolutely give it to them and let them know. Hey, guess what? You fucked up and hurt them in the checkbook, hurt them in the pockets. Don't go see a bunch of games uh, next year if Judge isn't going to be there. The Yankees aren't going to invest the billions of dollars this team makes every year, okay, with their $14 friggin' beers, their $7 hot dogs. If you're not going to spend that money that the, the fan base pretty much injects into you on a nightly basis, 82 games out of the year, and then forget about it come playoff time, how much playoff time tickets are if you're not going to spend the money on somebody like judge who was 100 worth it the yankee fans should speak out and they should speak out with their wallets 
I agree completely. Nick, what do you how you feel? Nick? <laughs> Can't hear no. you, Nick, sorry. <laughs> he just said, oh fuck. <laughs> well, yeah, Nick stole audio. his voice as well as his yeah. wallet. All right. Well, I guess we'll no, we still can hear you. All right, I guess Nick, while you try to work that out, we'll we'll continue here with we'll the, circle back. Yeah, we'll circle back to you about your thoughts on the All-Star game. But um, so obviously All-Star game in it 3-2 game, pitching was dominant. That's just how baseball is at strike. It was a ton of strikeouts. It was everyone was getting strikeouts. Yeah, um, but, uh, other than the fact that you had probably the two best pitchers, uh, one for AL, one for the NL, arguably give up the majority of the runs. I mean, listen, it wasn't a spectacular game as far as runs being scored. It was a 3-2 at the end. Uh, yeah. All pretty much coming all over. Three eyes coming off the home run ball, which you, you want to see during an all-star game, but you kind of expect to see more of it. And I think the the whole game, the whole culmination of the game was just wrapped in, please tie and go to a swing off. Please tie and go to that home run. See what happens just yeah, to check I it out. That. Dude, yeah, they're really see it. The reliever for the Guardians is actually really good. We saw him against mm-hmm. the Yankees, and he shut them down when he came in that one game. The Yankees lost to the Guardians, yep. and he was pretty dominant in that. And that was just – when he came in the game, I didn't think they were going to tie it up anyway. Uh, but, yeah, that would have been interesting because that was a new rule this year was that there was going to be no extras. The game's tied after nine. They're going to go to the home run derby. And I think they actually pre-selected the three guys from the NL and the three AL. So, I think Julio Rodriguez, who was the guy who went off during the home run right. derby prior, you know, the day before – he was actually going to be one of the guys for the AL to uh, to participate in that, you know, home runoff basically. And that was, I think, the rules was I think it was like each guy gets three swings, so it's not just uh, you know you, you could see as many pitches as you want as long as it's three swings, uh, and then right. each guy. So it's nine swings basically, and whoever has the most home runs out of the nine, and then uh, if it's tied again, then you go on to another round or whatever. Of uh, I, I like it. I applaud ideas that make complete sense. So the reason why I applaud that is, number one, everybody knows the biggest fear during an all-star game with the franchise they're coming from is a player getting injured for something that essentially means absolutely nothing for the team. So Mm -hmm. you don't want to see it. So just not going into extras, avoiding the issue of uh, an injury, not saying that somebody can't swing himself into an injury during a home run swing. I I just like that aspect. And especially nowadays, MLB fans want to see the long ball. You want to see home runs being dropped and the fact that each team gets to select their hitters. You had a home run derby for that reason. There's people there that you know on that all-star team that can drop bombs. So it, it just adds to the excitement of the game. If you go down to a tie, it give, gives the fans in attendance something to like look forward to. And mm-hmm. you kind of keep the players a little more safe. Wow, they should. Can you guys hear me now? We yeah, do. You're a little loud, though, and muffled. Motherfucker. That's a little no. that. Just talk you lower. People. Whisper. You you fucking people. Am I still loud? Whisper. Well, white people. That's messed up, bro. Anyway. Um no. Um password <laughs> <where> is. <laughs> they should have made it that that home run derby, everybody has to be a pitcher. That's how you had injury. <laughs> I'm listen. The best thing that could have happened is if somebody would have been mic'd up and gotten injured while mic'd up, just so we can hear them go, ah, ah, or, or do the Joe Pesci, because ah, 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 they're on national television. That'd be that's, great. That's, that's what, uh, so what I wanted to say before about the judge situation, what I really can't stand right now is Yankee fans apologizing for Hal Steinbrenner. 
So uh, what I've been seeing lately is we have to trade for Soto, right? And Juan Soto is an amazing talent. He absolutely is. There were two things I saw that, that kind of bothered me about him. One was someone referred to him as a generational talent. Uh, and while I agree that he is very talented, uh, people misunderstand what generational talent means. It means that you come around once a generation and there's about four other guys that are exactly like him at the same level, maybe a year older, two years older. Ronald Acuna Jr. is mm-hmm. just as good as Juan Soto is. All right. And, and he's two years older than him. So how could he possibly be uh, uh, this kid, the kid that was in the Derby yesterday, Rodriguez, Julio Rodriguez. No. He'll be just as good in, in two years. You know, like, so to call him a generational talent, stop it. Everybody just needs to stop it. Okay. Bryce Harper at the time when he came up, he was a generational talent. There were no other like 19, 20 year old kids playing major league baseball, popping 30 home runs when he came up. Right. All right? It just, it just wasn't, it just didn't happen. He went from like, graduating high school early to going to junior college at age 17. Uh, mind you, Bryce Harper went to college for two years. Like, and, and he right. still made, made like, signed a, a minor league contract at freaking 18 years old after two years of college because he got his GED so they can go to college two years early. That's, that's madness. So, so while Juan Soto is very talented, he is not a generational talent. He really is. There's about four other guys that are exactly like him. Next year or two years from now, there'll be another kid who's 18, 19, 20 years old that's a five-tool player that's just as good. Jason yeah. Dominguez is projected to be that guy. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. this generational talent stuff needs to stop. Uh, and then another thing going, people saying the Yankees aren't going to get Soto and sign Judge. They can't afford it. I'm tired of anybody sitting here saying the Yankees can't afford shit. When George Steinbrenner was owner, we never heard that. And they are making five times, if not ten times more money and I don't mean it like more money. Obviously, money 20 years ago is not the same as money now. I'm talking about with inflation, they're making 10 times more money than they were 20 years ago. Right. So I won't hear that they can't afford to pay these players. I don't want to hear it. That, that should not be. When you're paying $20 for a Lavelle sandwich, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about how it's, it's – and they own NYCFC. Yep. I, I don't want to hear about how the Yankees don't have money. The Yankees can sign everywhere. The Yankees could be Steve. Steve Cohen is taking a loss with the Mets right now. Yep. Right now, I don't care how good the Mets are. They are a loss until they win. When they win it all, then they'll, the following season, you'll see some sort of gain from what they've achieved at this point. But you don't get butts in the seats when you have a losing franchise because you're good for half a year. It just doesn't work that way. All right. And unfortunately, the way businesses run – especially sports franchises, he's not going to get extra investors in there or make sign more deals without winning it all because right now they're just a team that's throwing money down the drain, essentially, until they win it all. Mm-hmm. Right now, everybody who's a Mets fan is cautiously, they're cautiously optimistic because they're just sitting there going, okay, this is about that time of year where we lose. Right. Yeah, that's like anybody. Right. Anybody yeah. who's a Mets fan that has some sense, they, they know this is the time of year where it's like, all right, so we're in first place today. By August 1st, we'll be out of first place. But to, yeah, to your point, nosedive usually happens around now. After to all your point, there. the difference between them is the Yankees will still bring in money. The Yankees could have a couple losing seasons in a row, and they will still bring in investors. They will st- still bring in money. They will still bring in ads and uh, revenue from different streams coming in just because they are the Yankees and the history behind the team. It's just they're the franchise. They are the greatest sports team in any sport across the planet. And in North America, I'll say that because Manchester United has a crazy following. That's I agree, but crazy. they don't. I, I don't think they bank as much money as the Yankees do. They absolutely do. They're the richest franchise. Yeah, 
They're the richest franchise in sports. The Yankees are like fifth in the world. Really? Yeah, yeah. Soccer's legion over there, you know? Like, they, they love their soccer. No, they I understand that, but I didn't think – I didn't think Manchester. I, I understand that in, in the uh, in the soccer you know spectrum of it, especially in Europe. But I didn't think they had the reach like that uh, globally, like I, the Yankees franchise does. No, I definitely. I not. have friends. I have friends that are not even English, and they're Manchester United fans. But they're like hardcore. Yeah, they have they're, like, they're hardcore Jamaican soccer players, and they're Manchester United fans. Okay. It's wild. Well, like, and I wanted, and they're up there. But there's no reason the Yankees can't sign Judge and Soto. None whatsoever. Well, the thing is no, with Soto, right. Soto's under contract for another two. So you'd have him for two and a half years before you have to re-sign him. Obviously, you would want to make a deal and extend him, but he's I, I on, don't care. under for two Sign and a half years. I don't care. You wouldn't have, you have to pay Soto. You wouldn't have to pay Soto for two and a half years. So you mean you would pay right. Judge now, and you would pay Soto two and a half years down the line, and you have three yeah. shots of winning a championship with him. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I yeah it'd, be, it'd be great to have both. I but, just don't like. I don't like Yankee fans. Though we can't afford it. We could afford everything. There's a fucking New York Yankee. We could afford it. The Yankees, they could afford it. But I want to move on uh, talking about the the Yankees' second half here because you now we talk about the All-Star game. We Wait, hold on. Before we get – I didn't get enough All-Star game talk. Uh, okay. I was talking yeah. about it with my dad. I was talking about it with my dad. Do you guys feel like the, the – the, not the celebration, but the, the fun of the All-Star game has been kind of dampered down because of interleague play? Some people say it does, but I still enjoy uh, it. I, I think it has. It takes, a, I guess, a little bit of the momentum out of it. I, the, the novelty. Like, you never yeah. saw them play each other. Yeah. I I, 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 I feel see like that it, argument. I, I think that's a valid argument. I think for the normal baseball fan, you still enjoy it one way or the other. But I understand it taking – you know, if you're used to be 100% excited, maybe you're only 90% excited just because you don't have that extra little, holy shit, you don't get to see these players. A- analyze this. So I've been watching uh, Baseball by Ken Burns. It's a, it's a very famous, like, uh, ten, like nine, nine episode. Yeah. Uh, it's like 18 hours of baseball history. Back in the day, you never saw Ted Williams play on the same field as Willie Mays except for the awesome. freaking All-Star game. I think here's the problem. Yeah, you're going to use that as an example. Much, like, that doesn't affect this as much, though, because it came into place in, until league started in 1997, right? I, so I get that, but I'm saying is that air, but, but now we play an interleague series every day. When we were well, kids, now it does every day. Even when we were kids, how many interleague games were there per year? It was like they two weeks of the season. That was it. Mm-hmm. That was it. Now it's every single day there's an interleague game. Yeah, no, there is. I get that. I, but but, I, but the, I guess the. The argument would be: Would you rather it go back to the way it was? Because I prefer it this way. Um, we can't because the teams aren't even. No, they have not. to have interleague play, right? I understand that, but that's I'm just saying, if you could, day. if they were able to, if they were able, I mean, listen, they are able to. It's very easy to work out mathematics and rotating teams no, you in and can't. out. Because then you have to get someone day off for a weekend. You can't do it. Someone's not playing. Two teams aren't playing. Then, so then two teams aren't playing. Do, if you just yeah, do AL and NL, you can't. There will be someone taking a break okay. because it's only fifteen and fifteen. They moved the Astros from the National League to the AL. That's why it started every day. Yeah, but but it, what, it doesn't make a difference anyway. Right? Why wouldn't you be able to? They, they don't play seven games. Just a give week. them an extra day. Just give them an extra day off. No, I'm saying, right. but that would someone someone's taking off because usually okay. they play three. They play usually play three game series, so they had right. to make it twice every day. 
you're going to get a day off. There's, there's seven days in a week. You're going to get a day off regardless. Right. Yeah, but it wouldn't be because you still wouldn't have a series, though. It's and and mind you, and just just bear in mind. Broke your brain, TJ. No, because mind, you're you're talking like as if you're, you're only two games set. Right, but you're you're talking as if you're going to have to extend. Even if you you're the way you're describing it, if they had little breaks in between because of the uneven set, right? It's, it's not like you're, you're you're not extending the year by a month and a half to get those games in. Maybe you have right. to extend the season a week. Not even. I don't even think you, so. You, you have to. Everybody's Everyone taking played off. a three-game set. That means someone's but taking off three Everybody doesn't games. pay a three games. The Yankees are paying, four, are paying four games against the Mets. Well, it changes. It changes back and forth. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now we're making that. Uh, now we're making exceptions to it. I know, but it's that's why they went to, to every day. But it, no, they did it it's so not they could hard to throw that in there and, and the throw reason, the schedule. Yeah, that, that's the reason why they did it, though. They, the I'm not they saying it's because they wanted to expand it to league play. They did it so they could expand it to league play. That's the only reason. No, they did it because the teams weren't even. It didn't make a difference. It, didn't it does make a, make a difference. That's why they did it. It, it doesn't, doesn't make a difference. difference. It, it doesn't make a difference. I'm not arguing when about Oakland, it. it that's when why they Oakland did it. and Tampa Bay play baseball, it doesn't matter who has days off because nobody watches those games anyway. Oakland, Tampa Bay, and the, eight, and the Angels. Dude, I, I feel like right now, like, All I'm explaining. Three of those teams to be off for six weeks and nobody would care. I feel like we're explaining this to Rook, and Rook is that, that family member at Christmas time that's like, we only have nine family members. We can't do that Christmas swap thing, the bad Santa. And it's like, no, it, it doesn't matter as long as nine people brought gifts. It's like, no, no but, but it has to be even. No, but no, you're it being more stubborn about it because what I'm trying to explain is you're asking why do they go to every single day. And I'm explaining the sister was the wicked witch of the West. It, you no, actually, why? You no, I didn't say why. why they went every single day. I said they could do it. You said they couldn't do it because it's uneven. They very well easily they, could do it. They can do it, but then it, it, it's, it, uh, it changes the entire season. It throws off the schedule they a day or two? It doesn't. It's going to throw off a lot more. How is it going to throw off a lot more? For three dude, days. dude okay. Uh, okay. Let, let, very simply, very simply, right? Very uh, you're you're yeah. acting like there's no, there's no rain outs in, during the year. There's no none, right? Yeah, but they fix no rain out. Headers. They fix it when they can, but a lot of the times there's. It's easy to work a schedule of a couple teams, dude. It's not like it's, there's no, no four hundred teams, teams playing. It's it not is. A teams, though. I don't. I don't think you guys are getting it. Uh, we do get it. It doesn't need to be even. Somebody has a day, yeah. a, 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 yeah. a weekend off. Somebody has like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. Everybody gets a weekend off. At they don't want to do that. That's what I'm trying to say. Like that's not what they want. No, they don't want that's not the argument. You said they couldn't do it, and we said yes, they could. You can't no, do it. They're saying they couldn't do it because they don't want a team to sit around for three days. That's not the argument. They could do it. It is the argument. It's not. It is exactly but, the argument. And, and, but the long and short of it is they only did this so they could do interleague play more often because they thought they were going to generate more money. That's, but, yeah, the truth but, the, that's uh, but the truth of the matter is I don't give a shit if the Yankees play against the fucking Arizona Diamondbacks. That doesn't bring more money. No, it really doesn't. doesn't but, I'm explaining to you why they do it every single day. As, as a matter of fact, I am less inclined to watch those interleague games because they happen all the time now. So I'm, I'm zero. It's not a novelty. It's, it's only exciting to see the Yankees play the Dodgers if it happens at once every so often. It's like the Jets playing the does. fucking Dolphins. The Jets playing the Dolphins isn't as special as the Jets playing the Giants. But the Yankees don't play the Dodgers every year. They might as well at this point. I've seen the Yankees play the Dodgers 30 times in the last, like, 10 years. Like, it's retarded. That's true. But... <laughs> All right, we'll move it on. The Yankees, we're talking about when we started going into the Juan Soto stuff, which we were going to talk about anyway. Um, I'm going to re-up but, my drink. I'll be right back. <laughs> so we're, we're talking about second half uh, MLB season. Um, we kind of have some surprises early on. 
Uh, Yankees obviously beat the best team in baseball. I think that's kind of surprising up 13 games. I think they're up 12 games or 13 games up in the AL East, which is kind of kind of surprising. They're like, 13 think, games up. They're 13 games up, right? Yep. Um, you know, Jose Trevino became an all-star. I mean, you didn't expect him to be uh, to be playing so well. Matt Carpenter. Two words. Ben Rovet. Say it again. Ben Rovet. And who's that? That's the guy that we traded for from Minnesota that got injured in spring training and required right. us to trade for Jose Trevino. Right. You're so right. He, he's you're basically right. Wally Pitt. Yeah, he is the Wally Pitt. He, he got Wally Pitt. He got, definitely got Wally Pitt. You know what the crazy now... part about Trevino is? Yeah. We continuously sit him so that Higashioka can play. I know. And then now he's, he's still he's somehow made the all-star game. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And he'll probably yeah. will start tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> he probably will probably get a day off. He worked too hard at the All-Star game on the mic. Yeah. But uh, Matt Carpenter, he just won AL, uh, AL Play of the Play Week. Of the week. Yes, he he had an incredible weekend uh, against the Red Sox. And he had, what, 10 RBIs, something in two games. Something couple like of, Two home runs. It was a pretty incredible uh, run there. And the Yankees, they kind of limped into that series the Red Sox. They they lost to the Reds. They split with the Red Sox earlier in, the, earlier in that weekend before, the prior weekend. Then and they lost on Friday, and they came back out for a Saturday and Sunday and just dominated, kind of got into their groove again. Uh, dominated the Red Sox, went into the All-Star break on a winning note. Uh, their 62 games, uh, 63 game wins. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see that. 63 games is a lot to be winning in just the first half, and it's pretty impressive 64. what they're doing. Is it 64? I thought it was 63. 64, 64 sorry, my bad. Um, but any other surprises, Nick, from the MLB first half? Um, surprises? No, not really. Uh, I, the Baltimore Orioles being 500 is pretty surprising. They they went on a, on a great on a great run. They're they're eight and two in the last ten, and they won ten in a row at one point. That was very impressive. Uh, the Seattle Mariners are fifty one and forty two, which I don't think it's thirteen. Straight, I don't think it's surprising. Right? Say again. They won thirteen straight. The yeah, they're, they're, they've won their last. They've won fourteen straight at this. Point. Oh, fourteen straight. They won fourteen straight at this point. Nice. Um. I actually picked them to win the West before the season started because I forgot the Astros yeah. were in that division. Oh, right. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But, um, uh, yeah, usually we make our predictions for the second half of the season, and this is where TJ predicted last year that the Braves are going to win the AL, the NL East, and obviously the Braves went on to win the World Series. So I'm interested to see if TJ has a prediction like that for this year. Yeah, the Braves um, are going to win the East again. They're two and a half games out of first. They were, yeah. If I remember right, the Braves were at 1.12 games back. Yeah, they were. And, and they, uh, they, they just all of a sudden just stopped losing. The, the Mets meted, and uh, Jacob DeGrom had a setback with his re, uh, rehab. Yeah, again. Uh, speaking of setbacks, Chris Sale broke his pinky on Sunday. He did. He did. And he had surgery to repair that pinky, I believe, Monday. Mm-hmm. So that, that break did require surgery. Wow. That uh, stinks for him. Yeah. Uh, but – yeah, I mean, kind of making predictions to the second half. I don't know. Do you have anything, uh, any type of predictions you want to say for the uh, second half? Do you think that – obviously, I think you already said Braves probably come back again and beat the Mets, but – I think uh, the Yankees went over 100. Yeah, I think they, they put themselves in a pretty prime spot to win over 100 games. Sure. Uh, I think just looking at, at what we have right now, I think Seattle gets a wild card. Mm-hmm. And – and Toronto gets a wild card. Hmm. Are there are there, are there three wild cards this year? 
There's three wild cards, right? So I think it's three Seattle, wild cards now. Toronto, yeah. Seattle, Toronto, and I'm gonna go Cleveland. Get wild cards. Yeah. I don't think Tampa Bay has it after what happened with Shane McClanahan. Clearly, he struggled pitching in front of a crowd larger than four or five people. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that's what he's used to down in Tampa in their crap hole of a stadium. Um, I like Seattle before the season started. I picked them to win the West, but I, I think they're too far. They're nine games back right now. They're too far to make to do that. Uh, but uh, shit, when the Baltimore Orioles are looking at a, at, at a playoff berth, they're three and a half games out of the wild card right now. That's how I know too many teams are in the playoffs for MLB, and we're getting <laughs> to be like the NBA and, and the NHL, where thirty five teams make the playoffs, and there's only thirty six teams. So. Yeah, that's uh, it's no longer special to be a playoff team. No, it's not 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 with the new uh, playoff system. But no, it's uh, I'm not. I agree. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going too far on a limb here. Obviously, the uh, I'm just gonna pick. Uh, I know the Brewers are up a half a game on the Cardinals, but I'm gonna pick the Cardinals to win the NL Central. I don't think the rest of the teams are out of it, but it's gonna be a race between the Brewers and the Cardinals, and I, I just see the Cardinals taking that. So that'd be my prediction. I think it's just nice that Pittsburgh's not in the basement. Yeah, yeah, they aren't. They are not in the basement. It's just pretty good. The Reds are fucking terrible. (laughs) But TJ, what about you? What do you have a bold prediction for uh, next year? I mean, the rest of the year, second half. You made the the huge prediction about the Braves last year. That was huge. Uh, I didn't bet it. No, you should have. And that sucks. So I don't really want to make a prediction right now until I figure out what I want to bet. <laughs> now, um, ah, <laughs> uh, hmm. I, 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 I kind of agree with Nick, but it's hard not to think that Boston's not going to be there because they have that ability to kind of come on strong and go streaky and uh, get involved. Um, obviously, I'm putting all my eggs in the Yankees basket. Uh, is that smart or not? I'm not. I'm not a fan of when teams are, you know, in, in any sport really leaning the, in the wins column because I, I don't know why. I feel like that's such a jinx. We see it every year in hockey almost that if you have the most wins, you just shit to bed. Tell and it to it the Avalanche. Sense. No, no, I understand that. But in years past, <laughs> I mean, look what happened when the Rangers were uh, uh, present. Yeah. What was that? How many years ago was that? 2015. Right. And what happened? Yeah, but, but let's be real. Those nineties, yeah, those nineties Yankees did win. They set records for games won. You can't compare the nineties Yankees to any other sports franchise. Like that, just I mean, Murderers Row, maybe. Like ninety-eight. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of going with the the Yankees to obviously, you know, be the number one seed, get in there. Um, I haven't really been paying attention to the NL at all. Uh, I can see the uh, the Braves again, though, making a run, uh, returning champ. I, I don't want to count them out yet. They have the talent and ability. I mean, even with the loss of Freddie Freeman to make a move, especially at the end like they did last year. Um, like you guys said, the Reds suck. I like the – I actually like the Brewers over the Cardinals. I think I, – just because I fucking hate the Cardinals because of Joe Buck. <laughs> I think it's pretty simple. I, 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 anybody and, that disagrees with me, Joe Buck. yeah, fuck Joe Buck. I mean, this is New York, isn't it? That's true. But it was uh, great not having him at the All Star game yesterday. It was awesome. 
Yeah. Oh, tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. But yeah, I listen, I'm I'm I always get more excited for the second half of the season. I feel like the first half of the season I am a very casual baseball fan because it's 162 games. It I mean, it, it's wow. exhausting. You can't be locked in the entire time. Um but at, you know, after the All-Star break, it kind of gets down to the nitty-gritty and you see those maneuvers. I always look forward to when the Mets are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Uh Smoke a nice cigar. Yeah, absolutely. Um, They'll make a wild card this year, though. Yeah, I, I think even with uh, – uh, Yeah, I'm no, not, not going to – They're eight and a half games away from not making a wild card. Yeah, but I've there's a the lot Mets of season 14, left. I've seen the Mets lose 14 games, okay? Like, yeah. standing. I, yeah, I, 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 I Mets lose. team, though. I mean, give them a little yeah, bit. The Mets, Mets, the playoffs. Sure the Mets, the Mets will definitely be in the playoffs this year. They're a different team. They'll be in the playoffs. I like – They were up seven games in September and lost a seven-game lead for – <laughs> oh, that's so true, though. I was if anybody's gonna bet, it's gonna be the Mets, dude. I honestly, I like the, especially the second half of the year. And I hate shitting on Met fans because I, I, I don't hate Met fans, but the the same reason people dislike Yankee fans because of that pompous, whatever you call it, that shit talkingness that Yankee fans possess. Met fans possess it for no fucking reason. None whatsoever. Like, That's at true. least half their fame, fan base has never seen a, a World Series championship at this point. So it, it's just and, – and I love the turmoil going on on Twitter right now. Like, I think what did DeGrom have, like, a game or two setback, and they're like, oh, fuck, fuck, we're done. It's over. It's over. Fucking get rid of DeGrom. I, I just want to point out. It's, I said it's hilarious. Started that I told them before the season started that he was going to get injured, and nobody wanted to listen I, I it's said, not I, I, I put the ground and shirt. And shirt, and they both actually did. had aisle stints already. No, listen, you yeah. definitely called it, and it's not. Listen, if I'm going to pick out uh, players to get injured to to my will, it's not going to be Mets. Uh, but it's not that I didn't see that that could happen. I just wouldn't want to wish that on. If I'm wishing injury on people, I save that shit for hockey season. <laughs> I do. I will, well, we have we have Sal here, so we're going to move on. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to bring in Sal. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now, and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tret Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. All right. Let's see. Sal. What's going on, guys? What's up? Joining us again. Yeah, of course. Just got done done doing AW coverage and possibly Mm. witnessed one of the worst main events I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Uh, it was Jericho, and that's what's surprising me. Jericho was in it. Jericho and Eddie Kingston in like a barbed wire death match. And it was a botch after botch after botch. It was horrible. 
No, Jericho said you can't call it a botch. Well, I'm calling it a botch because it, that <laughs> entire that entire match was embarrassing. I hate when I hate matches like that where I'm like, okay, like this is embarrassing. This shouldn't be on television. But yeah. Now, how have you been? We haven't seen you in quite some time. You know, you're busy with the uh, wrestling ink. Yeah. How you How you been? I've been doing good. You know, I do basically all week of wrestling coverage. I do Raw, yeah. NXT, Dynamite for AEW, Rampage, SmackDown, pay-per-views. I'm doing it all. How's the summer going? You uh, partying at the shore? Yeah, I've been I've been at Bar A and Headliner. Wow, and look at this guy. Donovan's. I'm all You've been in my 20s over here. I'm having a good summer so far. Well, that's all. You, you know the rule, Sal. You got to wrap your tool, dude. I mean, if you're going to Ocean City, Maryland, bringing back crabs is okay, but not from the Jersey Shore. Not acceptable. <laughs> but Listen, Sal, we have uh, those gentlemen. Don't string your arms. Just pumping out there and DJ. <laughs> we uh, we have does Gen Z know? But we're gonna do the flop of it, the yes. touch of it. You're gonna quiz us this time. Do we don't have. I got music, some questions, right? Because Nick's in the hotel, so we don't have the music. But all right, let's see. Yeah, da, 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 da. all right. Some, Sal, I, what we got? I think you'll get. I think you'll get these. Uh, these are fairly easy. All right, first one. I got three three questions. First one: What is the name of the question and answer app where you can ask your friends questions anonymously? WhatsApp? No, that's no, that's, that's a method. That's I threw I it out there. I don't fucking play with apps. It was created in two thousand ten. Damn. It's a question and answer app where you can. Is it called ask, 20 Questions? No, where you can ask your <laughs> friends questions anonymously. This was the easy one. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, this wasn't the easy one. The, I, the next two should be easy. You know what? Millennials, millennials didn't need this app. I mean, if you wanted to ask somebody. Uh, Random <laughs> anonymous question. You just went to a payphone and called their house. <laughs> what are you wearing? No, you you wrote it on a piece of paper. You do you like me? Yes. No. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> uh, do we give up? Yeah, we. I give up. up. Yeah, we. Give it up. was called. It was called Ask FM. So basically, ah. it it was like. I didn't use it that much. I used it a little. It was like, it was cool when we were in middle school. You would literally just ask people like random questions. Like, you know, it, it was a little weird, but it, it was, it was a thing in middle school. I'll put it that way. I, I just see that having, I just see that, that having it? like horrific applications in high school. Yeah. Of you just asking horrendous questions to your friends mm-hmm. to be a dick. Yeah. What is your favorite sound? Yeah, that that might be like the new version of it. I I have not even used it probably since I was in like eighth grade or something or seventh grade. I in even when I had it, I really didn't use it that much. So you got just like to that? Yeah, it was just like a dumb like little stupid question app. I don't think anybody even uses it anymore. All right, second question, ready. Yeah, let's go. I don't know if I I don't know if I asked this one yet. Maybe not. 
This show was a comedy on Nickelodeon in the early 2000s and consisted of two stepbrothers living in the same house with their sister who hated them. Oh, is this Jake and Josh? I'm yes. thinking Drake and Josh. There you we go. It. I was trying to remember the name. I'm like, the fat kid and the other kid. Mm-hmm. The fat kid is not fat yeah. anymore. He's not fat, and he actually no, made he And apparently that kid Drake is a creep or some shit like that. Didn't he get like... Isn't he blacklisted in Hollywood? Didn't he like do something think, fucking creepy? I'm not sure, but I haven't heard from him in a while. I know Josh like, Peck. I see him like on TikTok and everything. I think yeah, he's in a he, movie too. He he does movies still. Um, he does like yeah. indie he did films a show and stuff with like John that. Samo. I did see him. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, he show. did a, a a Disney show too. Um, like the new version of Turner and Hooch or something like that. Uh, yeah, he's still yeah, around. But. Yeah, he does, but he's big on social media and stuff like that. He does a lot of TikToks, right. like you said, YouTube videos, YouTube shorts, stuff like that. And uh, I saw him on a couple of uh, interview shows, like with Burt Kreischer and stuff like that. And he seems like a really down to earth, like cool as shit yeah. dude. And he kind of alluded to like how like he has no contact with Drake, and Drake is kind of like a douche. <laughs> yeah, I something happened with him. I don't know. Yeah, th- yeah there's definitely. Yeah, I, I gotta kind of look at an attempted endangering of children. Yeah, what do he do? Oh shit, that's pretty bad. Yeah, kidnapped I Icar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't know he's, he did pro- he's on probation right now. Oh, oh really? Oh damn! You don't have to. Yeah, you'd have to say alleged because he was convicted of it. Oh, I, wow. I, I never did say alleged. He was convicted. He's on probation. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There's good good use of not using the legend. Even before I know, that, I don't, I don't remember him doing a lot. <laughs> I don't I remember Drake Bell doing a lot of things after Drake and Josh. After Drake and Josh, he kind of disappeared. Yeah, Josh lost all that weight. He lost all the weight, and then he got he got very popular. I think he was in the yeah, new Hillary Duff show. The uh, how much everybody forgot who he was. Oh, yeah, no one knew who he was, he said. Yeah, he, he lost the weight. They were like, oh, who's this new handsome guy? It's in Hollywood. It's the fat kid from Nickelodeon. I just remember him uh, stumbling through um, his, his wedding speech in uh, the, what was it, the, um, with Kevin Hart and. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, the name of that. The Wedding Ringer? The Wedding Ringer. Uh, yeah. He's just oh, stumbling. Is it him? Stum- yeah, he's stumbling through his speech. I think it is I know, him, right? not him. That's a different that actor. No, no, the wedding ring is him. a different guy. No. No, I not the main character. Not no, not the main character. There's a scene where they go to a wedding and he and he goes off script. Oh, I, oh, oh Josh yes. Gad. Josh Gad yes. is the one. Yeah, he yeah, rips no, up the thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's in yeah. the wedding. Yeah, and then he fucks up and he's just like, I uh what does he say? Like uh Oh yeah, he is it. It's his bad best man. Yeah, he like uh, does a shitty best man speech, and at the end, he's like, "Wolverines, brother!" It's like, oh god! <laughs> oh, he was in that movie. He was in the remake of that movie. He was right? Red, Dawn. Red Dawn. He was in Red Dawn, the remake with uh, who was it? It was him and Thor. Uh, Thor, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. He was in a movie with Chris Hemsworth. I didn't even know that. Yeah, Red Dawn. It was. I think it was him and and Chris Hemsworth. They were uh, the remake of Red Dawn. Do you know who Red Dawn is? <laughs> no, I've never heard of that. Red Dawn was originally a 1984 film featuring Patrick Swayze and oh no it was yeah it was Josh Peck he wasn't Red Dawn the remake he isn't Red Dawn he plays Matt yeah Yeah, and they uh, so basically was the the Russians come and invade the United States and 
These and teams, if you never saw if you never saw Red Dawn and you saw Hot Tub Time Machine, they reference it like, dude, are you watching Red Dawn again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they reference it a lot. I love Red Dawn. Wolverines. <laughs> uh, but all right, um, Sal, what's your next question? All right, I got um I don't know if got this one. You might. Um this was a cartoon show on Nickelodeon. It was with a ten year old boy getting wishes from his Godparents, Cosmo. Oh, fairly odd parents. Yeah, wow. I, I would. I, I didn't know if you were gonna guys were gonna. Yeah, they have fairly odd parents. Yeah. I, as a kid, I used to watch that. That was like my number one show to go to. What was it? I was uh, Wanda, uh, the, the odd parents were uh, the Godparents were Wanda and and Cosmo. 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 Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. And was Kramer. Yeah. Dude, the the best part of that show is the father that just hates the name of Schickelberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the kid's name? Timmy, right? Timmy. 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 Yep. Yeah, they had the a video game. game. My little brother, me and my little brother used to play it all the time. We actually he loved that show. I watched a lot of Family Odd, Fairly Odd Parents. That was a good show. It was a good that, show. Cartoon. My number one cartoon show as a kid. It would be that or like Jimmy Neutron or something. Yeah, Jimmy Neutron was good. I, I, I would go a little before that. A little before that, I think Angry Beavers was fucking great. Hey, hey Arnold and Angry Beavers. Hey Arnold was awesome, and me and my cousin still talk about this one episode where it's uh, Arnold has like his best day ever, and he wants to do this list of like all the things he wants to do that day, and it is so like one of those cartoon like it's for kids, but the joke is pretty dark and fucked up <laughs> because like he decides he wants to have a catch in the park. And some kid is just standing there, and they draw the kid really weird looking. Nick knows what I'm talking about. They draw the kid really weird looking, like there's something wrong with him. And he throw Arnold throws him the ball, and the kid just goes, and he fucking runs away with the ball and jumps over the fence. And Arnold's like, oh, what the hell, dude? Get back here. And clearly he's drawn as like somebody that's mentally handicapped. And I'm like, oh, my God. And it's so terrible. Jesus. It's awful, that dude. So like, I, there's nothing better than cartoon referencing like adult jokes and uh, ca- like cartoon movies and kids' movies and stuff like that. Because as an adult, you get it right away. As a kid, it's innocent. You don't understand it. But like, my favorite one of that is the, and I, I probably said it on this podcast before, is the Rugrats where they're playing um, the the name game, and Chucky walks in and he's like, "Hey, right, what are you guys doing?" And they're like, "Oh, we're playing the name game, but I don't think we can do you." <laughs> like Chucky, Chucky, Bo, Bucky, Banana, Fanta, Dude, but it's just great that between that, 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 and the episode where they all get naked and they're just running around naked, and obviously Lil is the only little girl, and and they all yes. get naked, and Tommy goes, looks down at Lil, and goes, um. Lil, I have a question, and then it cuts away to like something else. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. One. That's <laughs> I was gonna say that uh, when you said dark humor, hey Arnold, not dark humor. It was just a dark episode. They talk about when Hey Arnold's parents died. Yeah, you that episode. That's a dark you episode. You know that his name is not Hey Arnold, right? <laughs> I don't know why. It's I just football, Arnold. Obviously, you know what yeah, part Die Hard is when Die Hard jumps down the off the side of the building, and then he crashes into the wall, and then Die Hard kills the bad guy. Part <laughs> yeah. part Die Hard, dude. Thank God for Die Hard. Uh, Die Hard, classic. All right, classic so you got any more for us? Or no, no, that's it. I think we did pretty well. We get three. We did pretty good. 
You got two out of three. It was just that I, first I, one. I with that. Four questions. All right. <laughs> two out of three. Pretty good. Better than I would do. Shows that the millennials know a lot more than the Gen Z. Yeah, you know? you're right. Honestly. Maybe you need to learn. No, it just shows that. It just shows that you can't ask us Nickelodeon questions because none of us had lives. <laughs> yeah, if you ask us like, like not like what middle two thousands like middle school questions for you, that'll get us because we were nowhere near middle school when you were in middle school. Yeah, dude, you gotta you gotta figure out the timeline of when we hit fucking puberty, and then free time in the summer was not spent watching cartoons. Was, was spent never mind. <laughs> But I knew you would get Drake and Josh. I didn't know about the other ones though, because I feel like everybody knows what Drake and Josh is. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I think that, so. I, I, I was a big fan of um, what is it? Uh, Dylan and Cole Sprouse. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, the Sweet um, Life. Sweet Life of Zach, Zach and Cody. Cody, yeah. Cody. <laughs> that show You're was great. Huh? F- fun fact: the uh, the hotel manager, Mr. Mosby, murdered a guy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> really? Crazy. I was Who's more of a crazy? like a I was more of a Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network guy than Disney. I kind of didn't even really watch Disney. Disney wasn't watched until Disney uh became free pretty much for everybody on cable because if you uh, obviously right. it was before your time um when you would have started watching it when I was a kid Disney Channel was a premium channel like you had to pay like $10 a month to get the Disney Channel and every Ooh, parent was really? like fuck you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like one of those like jacked up things that like oh no you want the disney channel and uh it, it happened right around when um what was that even stevens and stuff like that those shows uh it it, yeah. it kind of became free with uh, all the cable network oh. providers kind of paid an extra couple bucks and got it for free we should we should quiz them on those shows i used to watch those shows yeah I didn't uh, have but don't give it I away next time we get sal on here i'm gonna quiz him on those shows see if he knows I yeah I, I probably won't know them because i never oh, i honestly never put Disney Channel on Disney was good. Disney, so you like never saw any of those Disney Channel movies or anything like that? Those are no. the oh, those were the titties. World for Dad was in like three of them. Yeah, it was, dude. You know what's yeah. messed up? You know what's messed up? And I won't, I because this is a good question. The Will Friedel movie that I'm thinking of that you will know, uh, Nick, it, based on uh, his character, is not of this world, maybe comes from an evil place. Uh, that is not on the Disney uh, Plus. That movie is not on Disney Plus. Where is the hockey player? God, don't give it away. <laughs> I didn't tell you what movie it was. I just said, yeah, the Lawrence Brothers, the hockey player. Oh, uh, okay, right. Fuck, I, I forgot the Lawrence Brothers. Yeah, H E double hockey sticks. Yeah, already, there's plenty of movies to reference, but that is not on the D- Disney Plus, and it pisses me off, dude. I'm How much is Disney Plus? How much is Disney Plus? I got it for free with Verizon. Plus. I got I got the no, when really? when I re up to um I re up to their uh, unlimited five G plan which came out to like an extra seven bucks a month but I got five G and uh it they gave me that for free Hulu and ESPN oh, okay. uh, plus yeah it's thirteen dollars for Hulu Disney plus and then ESPN plus that's what I pay huh. for it that's not bad it's not bad because they use Hulu and Disney plus and Disney plus is great for the kids so. I'm right. No, it is honestly it is, and even for adults because while we were on a cruise uh, last week, they were playing on the top deck, uh, the live action version of Mulan, and just kind of hanging out and grabbing a drink with uh, Carissa and Alex. We started watching it, and uh, my wife's like, "Oh, we should watch this when we get home." I'm like, "Yeah, we can for free. We have Disney Plus. Let's do it." And we watched it the other night. It was it was actually pretty decent. Yeah. All right, well, Sal, we got to move. Keep the show moving. Thank you for All joining right. us once again. We'll have you on 
again to do some de- Gen Z stuff. So we'll quiz yeah, you on I'm next time. Come on again. We appreciate you joining us, Al. Enjoy Good night, guys. Your, uh, your uh, Jersey Shore summer. Yeah, I'm looking forward Hell to yeah. it. <laughs> Summer's going way too fast. <laughs> All right, guys. See you later. All right, so we're just going to do a quick break once again, and then we will be right back with some live golf and some golf picks. So uh, let me just pull up. I'll actually do an ad this time. The other time was just a place marker. <laughs> this will be an actual ad featuring... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And that was Shocked Energy. So Shocked of, Energy. They're one of our sponsors, Shocked Energy. <laughs> they know, you know, I won their contest and they never sent me the Shocked Energy. <laughs> I don't know why. I ran that because it was easier to do than the other ones we have because it's too long. Uh, but they're probably the last time I'm going to play them. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Them for never sending me my, my free Shocked Energy. But you no, know dude, your your mailman stole your shit. You know, but you know who did come through with the free stuff when I did win the contest? I predicted the winner of the US Open with Piper Golf on their Instagram page, and they sent me a free dozen balls. So they came through. So go to Piper.golf, pre-use promo code SCORE10 for 10% off your entire purchase. Uh golf balls uh, ranging from all your handicaps. They have green, blue, black, and gold. Gold are for the higher handicaps, green is for the you know beginners, lower over 15 handicap guys. Handicaps. Guys. Oh, I'm sorry. I reversed it. You're right. Lower yeah. handicap. So I, for gold. Yes. Uh, Higher handicap is for yep. green. Uh, so and it moves that way. Yep. Uh, gold is gold. Gold and black are more for your uh, if you're a Pro V1, Pro V1X, uh, TP5 mm-hmm. type of golf ball. Well, not TP5. TP5s are uh, five piece, so a little different, but similar in the um, construction of the ball and what they're supposed to do. More spin, um, a little less forgiving, but more control around the green. And they definitely perform up to par, except the price is so much better. So I would highly recommend checking them out, if, especially if you play those higher-end balls. You can get a premium ball at a discounted price. I love Piper Golf. And if you're somebody that just likes to go out and be a weekend warrior, have a good time with your friends, and you may be in that higher handicap, I watched Nick play uh, a fresh dozen of the Piper Green, and I don't think I've ever seen Nick hit more fairways in my life. God's honest truth. Not a not a bullshit plug for you know somebody that sponsors us. Legitimately, when Nick comes out and plays with us, he's very just. I'm here to have fun, drink a couple of beers, smoke a cigar, you know, maybe bomb a drive every once in a while. Uh, and he's very often just saying, "I'm going to drop a ball and play next to you guys because I pissed that one about 35 yards into the woods." Nick was hitting fairways left and right. Nick was throwing his driver out there far and straight, hitting fairways on a course that is not very easy at all. We played Twisted Dune down by Atlantic City in New Jersey. It is not an easy course, and I was very impressed. We even shot a promo there because it was like, dude, you're just 
I was all over the fucking place, and Nick is just making me look like shit, and I didn't appreciate it at all, but I still had to give my boy props. So I would yeah, definitely check out. out Piper Golf. Yeah, shout out Piper. We I did a charity golf event uh, last week uh, for uh, Alex's Lemonade Stand for uh, Childhood Cancer, and Piper actually hooked us up. They gave us a $25 gift card and a dozen uh, black balls, the, 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 the Piper Blacks, uh, to give to the winner of the closest uh, to the whole contest. So that was pretty nice. cool. We gave that away. That's awesome. Yeah, it was very cool. Uh, and so Piper, they're great people, and they definitely help us out to support the charity and everything. So we really appreciate you know what Piper did for us so far with our partnership with them. But we're here to talk about Live Golf, though. So TJ, take it away. There's been a lot of more uh, defects Listen, from PGA to Live, right? Absolutely. Um, so Live Golf is absolutely exploding. We are going to, uh, well, at least two of us, if Rook can find a way to get away that weekend, he's going to join us. But me, Nick. Um, yeah, the baby's birthday. Me, Nick, our buddy Dave, a couple other friends. We're going to be going up to Trump Bedminster in New Jersey, Bedminster, New Jersey. Uh, an absolutely beautiful course if you are rich and powerful and have the couple hundred thousand dollar fee to join that uh, country club. Good for you. But we'll You've be hanging out there. there. What? You've never played there? No, 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 not at all. Dude, yeah, the, the, my white privilege card ran out like last year, so. Well, the thing is, Nick, Nick's actually played I there in Augusta, so. And Augusta, yes. Wow. That's the rumor. <laughs> <laughs> but Live Golf is going over there. Uh, looking forward to it, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And Live has just been making an absolute splash. They were kind of quiet right before uh, the Open, and then once the Open ended, it was just a free-for-all of who's coming over to live. And in the last three days, uh, I mean, I've been getting emails from live. Uh, we contacted them. We were trying to get some media credentials for the uh, the Trump Bedminster tournament. Um, didn't work through, but they threw us some free tickets. So either way, we, we appreciate it, Live Golf. Um, but you have – the, the big one for me is David Faraday signing on to do their commentary. David Faraday is – as legendary as Tiger Woods in the game of golf. And and, and pretty much they're synonymous because David Faraday was there through the career of Tiger Woods. David Faraday has some of the best interviews with Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods in, uh, goofed around with David Faraday probably more than anybody else. Uh, I've ever seen somebody uh, interview from the media with Tiger Woods, actually opened up to the guy, was very funny and cordial, and they had a great relationship. David Faraday is one of those guys that even if you have a slight interest in golf, he can pull you in with just that smooth speaking voice, that very not uptight approach to the game of golf that sometimes can be a little uptight and, and come off as uh, almost abrasive in the way it's kind of hoity-toity. And David Faraday is one of those guys in the media that made it very appro- approachable for the average person watching golf, the average person that likes to go to the drive range, hit a couple balls, to watch golf and to listen to golf and to get into the golf, li- listen to the stories of the players. And he brought that aspect of bringing away from the seriousness and more the fun and energy and entertainment aspect of it. So David Faraday signs with Live Golf, which is a huge pull for them. Absolutely tremendous pull. He's going to bring so many more viewers to it. I've watched Live um, the last couple of tournaments on through YouTube and stuff like that. They don't have a spot right now on cable network uh, in, in the U.S. They are in almost every other country out there. But I don't know whether it's just licensing or the PGA's grasp on – you know, the TV over here, they're not on TV. You can watch them on YouTube and to listen 
looking at David Faraday now going the rest of the way with the, I think there's five tournaments left, including the one at the end of this month. It, it's an absolute home run pull for them. Uh, after that, you had Henrik Stenson just jumped, jumped over. Uh, Jason Kokorak just jumped over. Um, one second. I got to pull out the rest because you had about five guys. And I hate to do this. And here we go. Uh, Charles Howell the third just went, jumped over. And then you have Paul Casey, which is probably uh, between Stenson and him, like the biggest names to go over there. You, you have – right now you have the PGA looking stupid because the PGA was sitting there saying that we're fine, we're unscathed by whoever wants to go over. And as every week progresses, as, as another live golf tournament looms, you have more and more people jumping over – and you can call it whatever you want to call it. You could call it selfish. You can call it monetary-based. It doesn't matter. They're setting up a system where you can go over there, have a good time. It's less taxing on the players. You have a, a different format that's more fun, a team aspect to it, that it, if any golf fan um, that watches the PGA Tour loves when you have the President's Cup, um, the Ryder Cup, any of those events. So they're setting it up in a way that golf is more approachable, more fun, and these guys are making more money by spending less time in a, in a tournament setting. And the PGA is going to have to address it because they're losing a lot of players from the top 100 and even the top 50. So this persona of, yeah, it's we're unscathed. It doesn't matter to us at all. No, you are. You're losing huge names. Okay? It, it hurt when you lost DJ. It hurt when you lost Phil. And it's going to continue to hurt as you get these, especially the younger players, jumping over. And I think the the Stenson's more towards the end of his career, but still a quality top 100 player. But Paul Casey is another great player that the PGA Tour just lost. And another guy that has no problem playing when he's not there, being able to jump over to, well, what was the European Tour, the DP Tour, and playing in between the Live Golf uh, Invitational. So he'll still be able to make those points to be able to qualify for majors and stuff like that. It's it's These guys aren't in you know, that situation where the PGA kind of portrayed them as being as after this year, without them getting points to be able to qualify for major tournaments, if they're not a previous winner, they're stuck in limbo of not being able to get there. And it's the more players, the more big time players that go over to live golf, it completely dispels that bullshit nonsense that the PGA is trying to sell right now. I have one question for you. Good. Is Charles Howell III related to Thurston Howell III? Or... No? I don't know, but I know um, the grandfather from Little Big League is still richer than him. <laughs> good, good, good call. Very good call. <laughs> I, no, no. I piss on Jed Clampett. That's Jed Clampett. That's not Mr. Howell. No, I know, I know, I know. No, he asked him. He I, says, "Are you rich, are you richer than Thurston Howell?" And he doesn't yeah, answer because right, right. apparently yeah. he's not. Oh, that's oh, great! But again, um, excited to be yeah, well, going to Trump Bedminster. I think Live Golf is doing a tremendous job. It's been hard to watch because you have to watch it online. So there is that issue, but the 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 tournament continues to grow. They continue to grow the players' field, and I mean, I don't know if you saw. If you guys watched the uh, first one in England compared to uh, the last one that I believe was in Portland, the fans have, like, exploded. It looks like a PGA event. 
Well, you know, competition's good. Listen, yeah. uh, 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 in American sports, right, the reason that we have Major League Baseball is because we had National League Baseball and then this up jump start, this upstart, you know, American League Baseball started up. And then they said, we want to be recognized as a major league too. And they created the World Series out of a necessity, kind of. It was just like, I have my champion, you have your champion. Let's have yeah. our champions play each other. And it'll be, it'll be a big cash grab for, for both leagues. At the AFL and the NFL. And that's how we got the current NFL that we have now. The NFC was once the NFL and the AFC was the AFL. And now here we are with the NFL, you know, the, the full NFL that we have right now. Though the name probably should have been like Major right. Football so that the NFL wouldn't get uh Listen, and, and uh, listen, Greg Norman and Liv Golf made multiple attempts to work hand-in-hand with the PGA Tour, and the PGA just wanted to control the monopoly because it, it's no secret to the players that they monopolize them. They pretty much own their swing. They own their media rights. They couldn't do anything without the PGA's okay. And you have another tournament, another uh, tour, rather, saying, hey, come over to us. You're probably going to make more money than you, you did in the PGA Tour. You're going to play a lot less and a lot less demanding schedule than the PGA Tour. Oh, and you can do whatever the hell you want on the outside to make money. You want to do YouTube videos. You want to jump on uh, different uh, media platforms and, and make your own content. You are fully allowed to do that. You want to do... Things like, you know, how they started the match, you know, that uh, started with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. You want to do something like that on the outside. You want to create your own uh, tournament, own charity event. You are well within your rights to do that. Just come play for us. And this year is eight tournaments. You're talking about eight times this year that they have to play. And the purses are tremendous. And the money that these guys are signing just to sign on, just to go over there. Bryson DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson are have made more money with one stroke of the pen for John joining on to the live tour than they've made their entire career in the PGA. And I, the, the arguments for and against, I understand where people are coming from saying, how, how do you turn your back on the PGA? Yeah. The PGA is a little controlling with the media rights and stuff like that, but they made you rich. They gave you everything you wanted. They gave you a home and a place to make money and, and a place of relevancy and, and notoriety. That's all well and good, but when another tour comes around and says, "Listen, we're doing eight tournaments," you know, don't don't try to blackball us. Just work hand in hand with us. We have no problem. We work around your schedule. We're not going to try to take away from any one of your major events. Not not just the major tournaments, but you know, your big time events, your three M's, your John Deere's, your um, uh, what's it called? Um, players, that sort of thing. We're not trying to take away from that. We'll work around that schedule. And the PGA was just very staunch in their approach of. Screw you. We don't have to help you out at all. And we're not, we're going to blackball any players that go over to you. And now they're in a losing situation where I do, you lost Kepka, you lost Dustin, you lost Bryson, you lost Phil. Those are big names in golf. And especially for the younger age groups, Bryson DeChambeau and, and Brooke Kepka carry a lot of clout and a lot of attention around, especially in social media. I mean, Brooks, uh, uh, Bryson DeChambeau rather is all over YouTube. That, that dude is doing golf videos with, Good, good, and everybody else on YouTube that uh, that just you know throws content out there constantly. Bryson DeChambeau is constantly throwing content out on YouTube, and he's reaping the benefits of it. So you're going to lose the interest from the, that group of people that enjoy that side of golf, that enjoy being able to peer in into the life of a golfer and, and see what they do for fun. And I know Netflix is coming out with a series, you know, based around the PGA and stuff like that. But 
Is that really enough to contain the average golf fan from wanting to see more? No, it's not. It absolutely isn't. You're essentially with these guys and live, you have a lot more access to them. You have a lot more access into their lives and what they want to put out there. If they do want to put anything out there. So the PGA tour is in a big bind. They tried to play the game with the political nonsense and we know, listen, Live Golf is backed by Saudi money. I'm not sitting here. I did. I had to get into an argument with somebody because I'm a golf fan and I'm talking nice about Live. Um, you know, a conservative dude that was like, "Oh, you see where that money's coming from?" You know, they they took part in 9/11, X, Y, and Z. It's like, dude, if you're really gonna play that game, we can do the what's what and who's who and who did what of companies and governments right down to the toilet paper you wipe your ass with. So cut the shit. I'm not sitting here saying I support the the people that back the the tour with their money. I, I, I'm a golf fan. I support what I want to watch, and I want to watch golf. So you're going to try to sit there and say this this company did this or this government backed them with money, dude. Looking, and I'm a very patriotic person, but we don't have the the greatest past, you know, here in the United States with the shit that we carried out, whether it's here or abroad. You know what I mean? So it, yeah. you're going I wanted down to a road up. of argument with that, that it's it's a lose-lose, dude. Everybody has a sh- skeletons in the closet and a shitty past. Yeah, I want to make a point bef- briefly before, because we'll probably move on to our picks, and we have a couple other things to do too. But uh, yeah, I mean, PGA, I think it was the PGA is obviously, there's the history, there's the majors. Like, those are things we love. Like, of course. We love the Masters. We love watching the Open. We love the U.S. Open. So I think that still is there for the PGA, but obviously losing players to live is not great either. Yeah, but the, uh, these just, live I, golfers I just, can still qualify for the majors. No, I know they can. They're they, you know they obviously have to work you know with the world rankings stuff like that. They'll still be right. able to to get in. And some of them are obviously you know DJ is a previous Masters winner, uh, Kepka's previous U.S. Open winner. Same for Phil. So those yep. guys can be able to play again unless there's some sort of bar of them because they're in live where you have to see that. We'll probably see that next year. But I mean, good competition is always good for everybody. I think the PGA could also change a little bit. I always love the match play, uh, you know, tournament where the players do team up and they play against each other. I love the President's Cup. So I'm interested. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't watched the live. I want to kind of watch it just to see how the teams work and stuff. I always like that team golf uh, approach to, uh, to watch these, uh, you know, pro professional golfers play on the team and stuff. So right. I'm, I'm interested to check it out. But I mean, I think competition is good for the PGA. I think it helps them uh, try to get into a better position and maybe do something new as opposed to just doing the same old, same old, which is always, always fresh to get, you know, new eyes on the, on the product uh, if you, you know, change things up. But I do want to get on to the, the tournament this week, uh, the 3M Open. Uh, yep. TJ, do you have your picks for this or? So looking at the numbers, looking at FanDuel right now, what the you know odds are going and stuff like that, you got Tony Finau as the favorite plus 1,300, Hideki oh, yeah. Asiyama plus 1,400, Sung J.M. plus 1,600, so on and so forth. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of all over the place with my picks, but for the money and his sudden reemergence into being – a lot more competitive than he has in the past couple of years. I like Jason Day at plus forty two hundred to win this thing. Okay, that's your winner, Jason Day. That that's my winner. Um, I'm trying to look up uh, the. It's not, obviously not a deep field. I mean, the biggest name obviously is Tony Finau. Right. It's it's not. Listen, it's not a, a right top twenty five stack so field. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're not going to have as many guys. Everyone just played at the open. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my two guys, I'm going to go with who's been playing pretty well is Tringali. He's been playing really well. 
Um, I'm going to yes. go with him. He's plus 2,700 to win. And I'm also going to go with J- JT Poston. Uh, he was one mm-hmm. I won last time and there was a weak field. So he's plus 3,400. I'm going to stay with like who's been relevant there. Um, and then I think I also was going to put, uh, who was it? Oh, Sanjay Im plus 600. Yeah. Yeah. Plus 1600 for him. And then I'm going to, I have my top 10. Where the hell is this? Sorry. I'm doing this right now. (laughs) Top 10 for. Poston is plus four ten, and Jason Day is plus four ten. So yeah. uh, I'm going to go up those. Are gonna be my, I'm going to pick JT Poston to win and the top ten, and then Tringal, uh M, and uh, and Poston. Those are my picks for the wins. Yeah, I'm going heavier on the plus uh, the top tens and top twenty. So uh, JT Poston is going to be my pick for top ten plus four ten. I'm also going to go with uh, CT Gala for plus two seventy. Not the biggest um, you know payout, but I think he's going to yeah. be there, and then. Also, Cameron Champ plus um, in the top ten plus four ninety, and then uh, the top twenty. One second, we scroll down to him, and we have arrived. Uh, I liked Harry Higgs plus five fifty in the top twenty. All right, nice. Yeah. So hey, look who it is. Who's back? Doc. What up, Doc? I haven't seen Doc in a while. That's right. What's going on, Doc? No, Doc said that to me on Twitter the other day because I was talking oh, about yeah, Doc, nice. Doc, Doc and I had an interface on Twitter the other day. I can't recall what I said, but I'm sure it was something outlandish. <laughs> so those are our picks for the 3M Open this week. Uh, kind of going a little short on it. Not too many crazy picks that we're doing here because it is a weaker field and we kind of – you can't predict it when sometimes when it comes to these weaker, weaker uh, field uh, it tournaments. It definitely or... opens up the ability to make a lot of money to have somebody lower in the rankings and lower yeah. in the odds to to come up with a big win. So I actually enjoy these fields a lot more. Yeah. So um, we're going to move on to right again. I, I was going to say let's shoot right into the open real quick. Yeah, if you want to just do it real quick, it was going to be yeah. part of the quick hitters because I figured so we'll just Cam Smith, uh, Brooks guy. Hold on, TJ, one second. Yep, I'm going to do the quick hitters part of it because it's. I was going to talk about that, and then we'll just run through because we have a lot of things that we missed out in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, kind of just want to run through everything real quick. But before we go to that, Piper Golf promo code score ten ten percent off your entire purchase. They uh, sponsor our golf segment, so check them out. Piper Golf. Uh, yeah, so number one obviously is going to be the the open. Uh, I did quick quick hitters, right? No, I was yeah. say quick pitch. We ditched that name. Uh, quick hitters. <laughs> so the open last week, Cameron Smith comes back to win. Uh, on he got a huge put on seventeen to win win it there, and then goes on and wins at eighteen. Um, yeah, but, he had an awesome weekend, dude. He he was in the yeah. lead for a while, I think day two, and then kind of fell off. Rory, Rory McIlroy was the story of day three, and then going into you know the last day on Sunday, Rory McIlroy was you know the the favorite. It was the crowd favorite, but Cam Smith absolutely stepped on the accelerator and did not stop. He was doing things that Rory should have been doing, but Rory kind of played the par game. And he, mm-hmm. he Rory, he said it himself that, you know, Cam Smith was just a better player, that Rory didn't capitalize in the holes. He should have capitalized like he did on day three. And he yeah. just had a very stagnant Sunday where Cam Smith went for it. And mm-hmm. it was exciting to watch. And, I mean, he ends up with the win. I think the other most exciting thing was – um Cameron Young. Cameron Young was playing tremendous, had a couple hiccups, 
but was playing tr- absolutely tremendous. He was playing right behind Cam Smith. Uh, at, he, he was playing with Cam Smith, but uh, Cam Smith ended up going minus eight. He went minus seven on Sunday in those, you know, crazy pin placements and a very hard day to score. Um, and he ends up making an eagle on 18 to tie Cam eagle. Smith. It just happened that Cam Smith decides to, you know, chip it pretty much from Death Valley in in close and make himself a birdie to win it at minus 20. But that dude, as far as stepping up to the plate with the pressure on and being able to blast the drive and then chip one close, or, or rather uh, uh, drive it onto the green and get it where you can play for an eagle. And it wasn't really that close. I think it was about a 26-foot putt, 27-foot putt. And then to bury that and, and uh, just – grab that eagle on 18 at the end with that pressure and all the fans around you, you know, it really put the pressure on Smith to have to, you know, make that birdie. It it was, I I mean, a historic open dude. Anytime you go to the old course in in, uh, Scotland, in St. Andrews, it's going to be just one of those things where a movie can be made about it. It, it, It's going to be, it's just legendary, dude. That's where golf was invented. Old Tom Morris. And, to have that yeah. ending and to have that excitement towards the end, especially yeah. with it starting at 5 a.m. for us here. So you got uh, – we got to see the end of that at like 3 p.m., 3.30. It, uh, dude, I had a lot of fun watching that. Yeah, it was definitely fun. So th- two points from that uh, part of the quick hitters is after Cam Smith won, he said he wanted to see how many beers fit in the Claret uh, – was it called the Claret, the Claret jug? jug? Yep. The Claret Jug. Do you guys know how many beers fit? He did three and a half. No, did you say? I said 23 and a half. Do you know no, how big the jug is? Have you ever seen the I have jug? No, idea. I don't even no, know. I think it was, wasn't it two and a half? It was exactly two, he said. Oh, exactly two? Okay. Exactly two beers fit in the Claret jug. He said he, he, he had to check it out afterwards. So here's another fun one. So Jack Nicholas, uh, right before uh, the Open started, he was named an honorary citizen to St. Andrews, which is pretty cool. Um, only three Americans have ever done it. Do you guys, do you guys think you can name the other two Americans? They were named honorary citizens of St. Andrews. Uh, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> it was not Happy Gilmore. And uh, I'm going to say uh, Roy McAvoy. So they don't. I, I will. <laughs> they don't, they're not necessarily golfers, just so you're aware, because not it's not third American golfer, just the third American ever. So I'm not talking about golfers being uh, honorary citizens. I'm talking about just Americans in general. So only three Americans have ever had this title of being an honorary citizen at St. Andrews, and he's not one of them. Oof. Uh, wow. So could just is any of them golfers? One of them is a golfer. One of them is not. One of them is actually a historical figure. When I give you the uh, name, you're going to be like, what the fuck? William Wallace. I want to say Wallace. the golfer is either Arnold Palmer or Bobby Jones. And Damn, got it. You got Bobby it. Jones. Bobby Jones is one of them. He okay. was named in 1958. Nick, do you want to give it a shout, a shot is, in the dark to the historical figure is? Is there anybody who's done less to become more famous than Arnold Palmer? Like, oh wow, I mixed lemonade and iced tea together. <laughs> he's a drink mogul. Settle down. He's a drink, he's a drink mogul. <laughs> That's like Paul Newman. Paul Newman became famous from the salad. <laughs> for the salad dressing. <laughs> If it wasn't for Costco, nobody would ever know Paul Newman's name. No, they would never know Paul Newman's name. 
Nick, give out just draw uh, a historical figure. Just draw what, a name. Give, give me a century. If I do that, you're probably it gets it closer. So I don't want to do that. But I'll I'll you say century a hundred years. Pre Civil War. I'll give you that. Pre uh, George Washington. It's very close. Uh I was gonna uh, say Benjamin Franklin. I was gonna Nailed say Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. Wow. You couldn't Franklin. fucking give me in a second. I could have got both. Seventeen fifty nine was named an honorary citizen of St. Andrews. Is well, that he, was, he, was, he was an ambassador mm-hmm. uh, going around the world. But yeah, 1759, he, was. he wasn't an ambassador at that point. That's pretty impressive, actually. No, like, what reason? I, I don't read about that. What reason could they have possibly had to make him? Yeah, Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas. 1759? It was 1759. So before he was nobody in 1759. Just want to point yeah. that out. What's that? I said he was like nobody in 1759. I know, but that's I read it on the website when uh, when they it's named weird. honorary citizens at seventy nine. I'm gonna go read why. I'll come back to you next week about why he was made an honorary. Yeah, citizen. it's interesting. We'll we'll have to do a story about. He that. brought a whole uh, bunch of uh, bifocals over there, and that was it. Yeah, he he brought that. a whole bunch of hookers over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, he introduced so, syphilis to the community. <laughs> <laughs> he introduced a cure to syphilis. He's he had it so many times. Uh, All right, so this is for you, Jet fans. Uh, we can't spend too much time on this, but quickly. Zach Wilson is throwing bombs and banging moms. Yes, <laughs> he's Not banging moms. Juicy's on a vacation far away. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so the question is, is, is he becoming Sean Avery of the NFL? Because, one, he's banging MILFs, and then guys guys in the league are taking his sloppy seconds. I know Dude, Nick said is, it, before. is it not better to be Zach Wilson than uh, the kind of questionable – Dating rituals of uh, what's his face who was dating that girl that was in high school when he was a quarterback for the Jets. Uh, Mark Sanchez, thank yeah. you. That girl was like barely eighteen, like by a day. I'd rather I'd rather be the dude pulling milfs than going for the younger girls. It's more respectable. Well, and you know also, what? you know, younger girls are illegal. <laughs> so uh, but even that. no, listen, eighteen is eighteen is legal, right? No, eighteen no, is legal. He's... But it's it's just it's not Portal. looked on like as a guy if you're like a 35 year old dude and you pull an 18 year old it's kind of like one of those like I mean good for you but like that's kind of fucked up dude where is it's like you could be Zach Wilson and it's like yo my mom just had like a whole bunch of friends over and I totally walked out in a towel and like two of them followed me upstairs and everybody's just like <laughs> that's true it's true if you've seen the company that his mom keeps and you know what yeah uh, Zach. Zach Wilson, honestly, his response coming back from that. He goes, just got back from Idaho. Didn't have cell phone service. What happened? What did I miss? <laughs> Dude, that, that reminds me. That reminds That type of tact, right, reminds me of when Pee Wee Herman had the incident in the movie theater. And then two years later, he went to the MTV Movie Awards and came out on stage as Pee Wee Herman. He's like, ha, anybody hear any funny things? It's like, <laughs> totally addressed you know, it, but didn't. You know, you know what it reminded me of? If you ever watched the movie 61, Roger Maris mm-hmm. hits his 60th home run, comes back in the dugout, sits down next to Mickey Mantle, and Mickey goes, looks at him and goes, what happened? I was in the jump. <laughs> Dude, I, I just, I just, I just thought of a new, a new TikTok for the Zach Wilson situation. Tell me, this situation doesn't remind you of the episode 
where Donna finds panties in Eric's Vista Cruiser, and then they go to the hub, and Donna's mom is like, those are my panties. And both Fez and uh, Kelso were like, you are a god! You want to talk about that? Well, well, yeah, these are, we'll give it to you because you've been away for a week, but we already made a meme about that last oh, week. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I was on a boat, okay? I was in the middle of the Atlantic. He was on a boat. He didn't know. He didn't know. He's literally Zach Wilson right now in Idaho. Yeah, he is. Yeah, we did that one. We did – I did Josie's on a vacation far away. I saw that. I did the uh, the scene from uh, – from Friday when he's like, hello, Miss Parker. Wouldn't let me yeah. fuck Miss Parker. I, <laughs> I didn't see the fucking, that 70s show one. Yeah, that 70s oh, show one. Pretty, pretty oh, funny. I'm sure yeah. about it now. But, yeah, right, listen, I've been out of it, guys. Thing. Okay? I was in the middle of the Atlantic. I ended up catching COVID my last day of fucking the cruise. I'm still in quarantine right now. Unbelievable. I'll be coming out of it think, uh, in the next day. I think the best thing about the whole Zach Wilson thing was the response he got from other players on different teams. Yeah. He's like, how do you know Metcalf calling him a god? Like, he called him a goat. Chad Johnson, (laughs) Chad Metcalf. Does it, is it, does any, like, as a Jet fan, T, do you love the fact that, like, Chad Johnson is a Jet fan right now? Love it. Yeah, Chad Chad Johnson is something, too. Somebody said something about Zach Wilson, like, oh, that's inappropriate. I guess, like, a Mormon person came out with, like, that's inappropriate. And Chad Johnson destroyed that guy. He's, like, <laughs> yeah, destroyed. He did. He, did. he destroyed him so bad, he had to delete the tweet because Chad Johnson felt bad after he destroyed him. <laughs> Dude, but that, listen, listen. The guy screenshotted it and posted it, and I read what it said, and I was like, dear God. What Zach is wrong? Wilson, Zach Wilson pulled a Will Smith on that guy. Right. I keep my quarterback's name out your motherfucking mouth. Dude, it's and again, we can go into the you know difference between guys and girls and stuff like that. Where if you're a, a, a dad, right, and you pull a younger girl, it, it's very much frowned upon and seemed as robbing innocence. But as a dude, it is fully accepted by women, men, non binary, whatever the <laughs> hell you want to call yourself, whatever you're uh, multiple of gender. You're, you're a champion. And, Everybody is celebrating you is like, oh, dude, really? Your mom's friends? It's like, oh, hey, have you seen Beth this week? Because I have. See you later, mom. <laughs> like, how is that not awesome? Wait, the best is the the girlfriend, the ex-girlfriend outed him, like thinking it was going to destroy him. And everyone was like, dude, that, that <laughs> again, and it reminds me of the Yarmir Yager situation where he was he was banging that model. And the model took a picture of him sleeping next to her in bed. You know, and uh, this is when he was playing in the European leagues and he was, you know, 46, 47 years old in the models, like in her early 20s and took a picture of him and kind of wanted to blackmail him. And he was like, all right, post it. This ain't fucking hurting me. Like, Are you shitting me? I'm getting high fives for this. Good. Put it out. Yeah. There. But anyway, well, let's we'll move on because we got uh, we're running low on time here. So two all star stories, one prior. Well, both of them are prior to the all star game, but. Uh, David Bednar is an all-star. He was the all-star for the Pirates, the one guy that made it. They usually give out champagne, but they decided to give him icy light. You guys know icy light, the Iron City light? It's the Pittsburgh yeah. beer, Iron City. Yeah. yeah. They gave him that okay. instead of champagne. It's like, he's a real kin, uh, yinzer. Like, let's give it to him. But if you guys go into the all-star game, what would you like to be uh, given as a, you know, congratulations, champagne, whiskey, what, what, what would it be? Um, not everybody at once. It's gotta be, it's gotta be <laughs> something drinkable. It's gotta be like, I like champagne, 
But the the sad fact of if you've ever been in a champagne shower and celebrated with champagne, the reason why a lot of players wear goggles is that shit fucking burns so burns. bad, dude. So bad. So you definitely don't well, want to spray with it. With it. They no, just no. Give but I'm just saying, I, I would definitely want some. I, I think with the kind of caliber person I am, if you handed me a Miller High Life. I would pinky that shit out and toast with the champagne and beers. <laughs> Nick, what about I, uh, you? What do you celebrate? Right I, I will take your best champagne. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, I, you know, I sent you guys some pictures a couple of days. I'm going Pappy Van Winkle. Yeah. I mean, if we're going something uh, exclusive and elusive no, and whatever you want, I'm an all star. I'm a no, absolutely. I, and I respect that. I absolutely respect that. But I think for the goof of it, how do you not go Miller High Life? Uh, like this. I'm going Pappy Van Winkle or Lee Trey. <laughs> I'm going to go Lee Andre Trey. Champagne. You ever have Andre Champagne, the $6 Who hasn't bottle? had the $6 bottle of Andre? <laughs> Listen, when you can reseal the bottle, it's not high end. <laughs> when, when it doesn't have a cork, it has a screw top. Screw, yeah. screw it back on. Keep, keep it for later. When you're like this, like, oh, I'm going to pop. It... <laughs> It's yeah, that's high end. Uh, nah, I probably that, would do. I probably do my, something. Nick said like an expensive whiskey or something like well, that. And, my, uh, and if, if my response was uh, with the John Witherspoon quote: "Whenever you watch the Williams brothers, they would say that he he cooks with malt liquor." He's like, "No, I don't. I use the finest champagne." <laughs> I was going to ask you because I know Nick knows this. Uh, what's the difference between sparkling wine and champagne, Rook? Well, champagne's made in the French region of cha- of champagne, right? Ding, ding, ding. That's correct. And anything else is technically a sparkling wine. If it does not yeah, come from wine. Champagne, France, it is not Champagne. What is the difference? I said, I said, I said French wine. region of Champagne. I meant the Champagne region of France. <laughs> I said it the I other way around. I think it works both ways. Oh, does it? The French region Champagne. The region of France. Yeah, eh. you're good. All right. What are you saying, Nick? Uh, what's the difference between wine and Champagne. The bubbles, the fermentation process that causes the bubbles. fermentation yeah. process. How uh, essentially, it's it's a different yeast, and that yeast is uh, because champagne is naturally carbonated. It doesn't have any CO two introduced like a beer normally would have. Right. Uh, not that there's not right. naturally carbonated beers. There are, but normally with uh, especially big time breweries and stuff like that, they are post carbonated. They have CO two added to them. Whereas champagne is naturally carbonated due to the yeast yielding a high amount of CO2 off-gassing that they do not allow to off-gas. They just bottle it up like that. All right. So moving on. Ultimately, they're the same thing because one has bubble. Yeah, ultimately. Um, oh, wait. So the other all-star story was that Paul Blackburn, uh, another guy, I'm the gonna, only I'm going to bring that up. Made the all-star game, and he was going to fly commercial until the Astros offered to pick him up. Because the A's are broke as shit, apparently. Fucking pathetic, so, no? So, wait, hold on. So, sad. So, so, hold on, hold on. He, Juan no, Soto, He's not the only one. Juan Soto, after Juan he turned Soto, down yeah. their, their contract, he was like, they're like, fucking fly commercial, bitch. So, he will yeah. not be a national. It's it's funny. Yeah. And, I it, listen, we all fly fucking commercial. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, And even, like, Cam Smith was seen in the airport flying home commercial. Somebody took a picture of him putting the claret jug in the overhead compartment for first fucking class. It's like, look at this dude. 
It's like that is <laughs> insane. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the same thing when uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Matsuyama won the Masters. They had pictures of him wearing his um, the green. You have the green jacket because you have to leave the green jacket there. Yeah, yeah. Believe it no, there. I don't think he had the green jacket. I think he had to leave it there. Um, but he had uh, he was sitting there in the airport, getting on a plane in, in pretty much a commercial, just sitting there at the gate like we would. And it's like, this, dude, you're really flying back to Japan from the states, a 16 hour flight commercial. It's like you're the fucking hero of Japan, and you, you can't get a private now. jet. Yeah. Listen, so I said I said it on Twitter before, and TJ agreed. Teams like the like the, the the Rays and the A's, they need to go away. Yep. Like if you can't afford a good stadium for yourself because you don't have fans, they need to either move you to a city that will support you, or you need to just fold your doors. Because I'm sorry, Tampa Bay, their stadium is an embarrassment. I don't care if their team is competitive. They have no fans, and their stadium is a it's like it's 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 a, it's a warehouse. They play yep. in a warehouse with seats. Okay, the place is an embarrassment. All right, and Oakland's been an embarrassment for damn near twenty years. Uh, they, they they always brag, oh, money ball this, money ball that. The only reason they were competitive back in the in the late nineties and early two thousands is because the rest of their division sucked worse than they did. There's a well, reason they lost in the first them? round to the fucking Yankees every single year, right? The whole show money me, ball show story, me the title. It, 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 the whole Moneyball story is about how they maintain competitiveness even though they didn't have a high payroll. Losing every year to the same team every single year is not competitive. If you lose to the same people every single year at the same position, you are not competing. You are losing in the same position every single year. It's just that they played against the Texas Rangers and the freaking or the, the Angels, the Rangers, and the Mariners after they lost Griffey and A-Rod. That, oh, yeah, who else is going to win that division? Right. <laughs> I agree yeah, with you on. 100%. But, Staying well, on baseball with quick hitters, I want to address the uh, Jonathan Papelbon throwing shade at Jeter and saying, if you want to talk about captain, yeah. uh, talk about Jason Veritek, the guy who kicked man. A-Rod's ass. And it's like, dude, number one, way to stay on brand of just being a stupid asshole that nobody fucking likes. Congratulations for you. Number two, yeah. Jason Veritek's name holds zero clout through baseball other than in the city of Boston. And most of your younger Boston fans don't really give a shit or know about Jason Veritek. And number three, a guy that kept his fucking equipment on, his mask on, got in a player's face with protection, and then shoved A-Rod as A-Rod standing there jarring at him like, you really want to fight? Like, dude, like my, my fucking, my left pinky finger is worth more than your whole life. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, too, I think I saw some boss of him. Maybe, maybe they were trolling, but they were like, the Captain Seven Part documentary should really be about Jason Veritek. He's the real captain. I get the yeah. fuck out of here. Captain of what? Captain of mediocrity? Yeah. Well, they won, they won the World Series with him. But... Yeah, what? Yeah, One but, time but, Veritek? but he, but he yeah. wasn't that guy. He's not no, that he wasn't guy. the they guy won. that won the championship for them. He they wasn't they won a lot, a, a lot more because of somebody like Johnny Damon, Manny Ramirez, and David Ortiz. Ortiz, Jason Veritek just happened to be there. I also love they they, all, they wrote one of the stats was that he wrote he had a what did he like catch three or four no hitters like yeah dude you're the one who's making them not hit I yeah, I get it um, yeah last yeah. one then we're on the show um, this was funny this came across on Twitter I don't know if you guys saw this cost for a plan to get family yeah, to go to I a did, baseball I, game I did see that New York Yankees look ticket sixty one fifty nine I think these are averages but these are not right six dollars for a beer. No, show me the I, I, I want them to show me this. You are here 
six dollars beers this way. That's what I want to see. Three dollar hot dogs? No, you can't. A hot dog is no not chance. three dollars at Yankee Stadium. This it's, is the biggest one. Six dollars or more. The twenty six fifty for parking. It's easily forty dollars parking. Sometimes no, sixty to yeah. eighty. No, it's, it's, no at, if you go if you go a little further away. Yeah, you could you could park by Target, Target and pay thirty bucks, thirty five bucks. Yeah, but, yeah, but like you, the, the, the atrocity you is the six dollars New York City. No, you don't, I, and that's why I park at one of the sanitation garages right down the block. <laughs> <laughs> I have that uh, right and privilege, but a beer has not been less than ten dollars in Yankee Stadium nah. since I am of drinking age. So I am thirty five years old. Thing. Yeah, the smaller ones too are like ten dollars. The smaller ones. No, dude. I don't, don't, even if you when get a beer, in the new stadium, a beer was nine dollars. Yeah, easily. And that was two thousand and nine. Yeah, you can't, dude. You can't. You cannot touch beer for anything close to six dollars. You couldn't go to a Staten Island Yankee game three years ago and get a six dollar beer. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but no, 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 you couldn't. Staten Island Yankee game. Staten Yankee game. We used to go, dude. I think it was about six, seven dollars for a beer. It, but it was a big beer. It was a big beer. That listen, but there was a reason why we used to go to flagship right before and get our you know free yeah, game on. That's true. That's true. You know uh, well, that mean? does it for that does it for quick hitters, uh, and that does it about just. Oh my god, I can't talk. Blue? Just about does it for our show. So Nick usually does the outro, but he's in uh, the USR USSR space station up there. <laughs> Those why do I have to be at the Soviet space station? Why can't I be in the international? The Soviets space don't have a space shit. station. The international space station is the only space station. No, but right you, I, okay, I, come I on, understand bro. that. But the joke I'm trying to make is that the USSR would have a really shitty space so, station. So if you if you want to make that joke, say Nick currently coming back into orbit in the Suez rocket, that'd be more apropos. <laughs> <laughs> I goes on a like, cruise. You know they're in uh, aeronautics now. What the fuck? I love fucking space. Uh, I love getting out of it. I love doing high with space. You loser. <laughs> you nerd. Yeah, I'm a nerd. Nice lavender fucking room. Shut up. Shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> oh god. Shut up about the sun. Where's your mito cabinet the in that fucking room? You got a heating pad for your womb. <laughs> all right, someone end the show. Someone end the show. <laughs> all right, this has been another tremendous episode of the Scoreboard Addicts podcast, episode fifty-five. Thank you for tuning in. As always, I'm TJ, and my two guests, Rook and Nick. Have a good night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all know you're Thanks the for coming, G. Stay rock. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.